guys. Welcome to Minivan Men. We've got a great episode lined up today. We're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions. Also, we're going to talk about how our wives sometimes sign us up for things that we're just not into doing. And lastly, we'll take a few emails and uh, respond to some questions. Stay tuned. Hey, bienvenidos. Welcome to Minivan Men. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos, venudos, whatever. Menudos. Um, I'm Maz Jobrani. I'm here with Chris Spencer, Al Madrigal, our uh, technical director, technician, technicality guy. Jorge, bienvenidos. Okay, see, that's why he's here. Uh, uh, he does our outreach for the Spanish market. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Your accent is very good. Thank you very much. That's why you play so many Mexicans that's, on TV. I, do, I play the Mexican on TV. I, I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that, man. I play it. Um, anyway. Uh, we're here. And Al can't get no Mexican work. Yeah, Al didn't get the Mexican part. Good jobs yeah. away from hardworking Mexican <laughs> actors. Hey, man. Masturbani. Or I should say, hey, man. Wolf, wolf. Um, anyway, uh, we uh, are talking about a few things. This is the new year, uh, and uh, we've all, we're going to, we got some resolutions, I think. Some of us have it. Anyone here got, what are you guys' resolutions this year? What are you guys going to do? I'm going to blow up. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm really, I mean, Work-wise, I am just absolutely determined. Health-wise, I feel like this is the other thing. I'm gonna, everybody probably joins the gym and makes some New Year's resolutions when it comes to their health. Right. But um, work-wise, yeah, I'm in New York, without the wife and kids Ugh. holding me back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go find for the positive. It. Yeah. No, well, I really am going to go for it. I'm going to be out doing stand-up because I negotiated with my wife oh. that I wouldn't go out on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and now I'm going to be out in New York doing some sets. That's the great writing part of New some York. screenplays. Three, four, five times a night. I will up. be doing major stand-up and working on my act. I think I have a Comedy Central hour coming out in the fall. I am going to bust my ass to get that set up. So I'm going to do that. Oh, little man coming back, all dressed up. Is he wearing? Oh, Crocs, not Tom's. That's good. Does Dara own Tom's? Dara, what's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> Who does? Oh, she does. Oh, I, I thought you said Maz does, and uh, I couldn't hear. He can so, come back. So yeah, you know, so New Year's you're gonna you're gonna kill it with work. Work is gonna end health wise. I'm going to, um, you know, I don't drink that much. I don't do anything else, um, and now I'm really going to just start drinking. <laughs> I'm going to start drinking. <laughs> I'm really going to go for it. It'll be the yeah. clubs. It's going to be cold. How about you, Chris? What do you got? I've told myself I'm, I'm going to stop making everybody else so rich, writing for all these shows and all these other people, and focus more on me. Uh, I have somebody. I did a half hour two years ago, and I got somebody now who wants to pay for my hour. Oh, great. I'm going to shoot an hour so we can own it. So the whole goal is to, to get the hour ready. Shoot it probably July. Did you meet with the cartoonist, the animator? Yes, we're talking. We talk every day. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I I have an idea for that, so I want okay. to talk to you about that okay. as well. You know, it's funny. Every year, I got a lot of people go like, "This is our year, man. It's my yeah. year." But what I've written, you know, and the, and people don't do a lot for like they do like about a week's work on it, and then right. they like give up. Right. But I think I mean I realize you realize more and more it's not about it's a marathon. It's not just one year. Right. You got to really set some things in motion and just, you know, they always say like somebody was telling me that like um, CEOs of companies, like 70% of them, like there was some book or some study done that like CEOs of these big companies, that's, that's by the way, my son eating a big cracker here. So he, that's the noise. <laughs> it's like a um, Melba toast. Yeah. CEOs of companies, a lot of them, like like 70% of them get up and they do like, they go swimming at like before the day starts. 5.30 in the morning. 5.30. That's, that guy is going to be 
you know, doing well every year because <laughs> that's how his mentality, you know? Right. Oh, just real quick on that note, I would go to my gym. I and this, I started last year at the beginning of the year. I was trying to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning oh. and go to the gym at 5.30, and there was a class I would take. I'm telling you, every single car in that parking lot was a Porsche or a Mercedes. They were all 2010 or newer. Yeah. Right. And they were awesome. I mean, there was the Maserati. Like, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's when the badasses start. The their one day. percenters are yeah. starting up at the six in the morning. That's why that. That's why they're doing that so well. Now my thing is, I was read because I, you know, you, you, we fly a lot. You read all these different magazines. One thing that I read about like exercising and getting in shape. That's one of my things. Is because as we get older, our metabolism slows down, and I start to like see the fat coming around my hip. You know, my my stomach, I should say. Uh, one thing I, that that was suggested in this one article was. Um, you know, as we grow older, like you're not on a team or anything. You have like no championship to look forward to. So it said like enter like a race or a running thing. That way you have something to train for. So I'm going to find a half marathon. I'm going to sign up for it. And I'm going to try and get as many friends. You probably get an email from me saying if you guys are into it. I won't be doing that. Just, well, okay. You like to run? Uh, I I try to run uh, a, a good amount. How much can you run? Um, I haven't like gone for a lot of, I haven't gone for the distance lately. I do, all, what I'll do is I'll do about a half an hour and I'll do like an interval thing. So I'll go, again, this is something I read that was talking about that you burn a lot more. Run, so, walk, run, walk? No, not even walk. So, so I'll jog, hold on, buddy. I'll jog, um, I'll basically like, like, let's say on the treadmill, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll jog for about three minutes right. and then I'll basically do as much, as close to a sprint as I can for two minutes. Right. Then I go again three minutes and then two minutes. Mm-hmm. Three minutes. That's for half an hour. Right. So by the time that thirty minutes is coming up, I'm dying. Right. Just heart rate is going too. Like what are you? What are you supposed to do in heart rate? Is I don't check all that. I just, I just kind of, I just kind of your hands on the sensors. I used to, but then you get, you get, you're trying to go and you're yeah, jumping up and down. Yeah, but you can get the little watch and the heart monitor on your, on your yeah, chest. Yeah, you really yeah. want to, you know. All the super hot Pasadena moms at uh, <laughs> our um, at our gym. They put uh, they wear the bug on their arm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Jorge knows. It's a uh, it's Jorge a thing that d- d- it monitors your calorie intake and you're oh, supposed wow. to enter in. Oh yeah, that's that I have heard about the bug. Yeah, and so they were really getting thin. But you could get as fancy as you want. The, the key is again, I think it goes back to the CEO mentality. The key is you really got to like some people. It'll happen with like they'll have a heart attack and then they'll turn their life around. Right. You know, a lot of people, a lot of us, the, the new year is a natural cutoff for something new, right. but we drop it within a month. Right. So it's like, you got to really go. You, gotta, you have to change it. It can't just be a diet, your new work. It has to be a way of life. Like it, you it, cut if, out something. And even if it's work, for example, going back to the CEO mentality, I, I, I heard an interview with, I think it was David Chase, who was the, was he the creator? He was a Sopranos guy, right? Dick Wolf, who was the, was the um, law and order guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was him. He talked about. He would wait. He says, "I wake up every morning at like five, and I write till ten. Five a.m. to ten. That's five hours of writing every day. Wow. So that that there's a reason why he's got all those law and orders. Why he's right. killing it? Because that's that's his natural place. Wow. You know, as opposed to you know, lounging and, and you know, getting on, getting on, you know, checking your email, then ending up on well, Facebook and then well, Twitter. And I we go to bed later than Dick Wolf. Sure, I will look. I wrote it, a joke one time. People, these dudes brag about. I get up at five. You went to bed at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to. By the time if you get up at five thirty or five o'clock every single day, yeah. 
you were exhausted come nine o'clock. Yeah. And so, but I don't think I'm not even talking about like what time you get up. I'm talking about just being focused. Like a lot of times sure. I'll end up like what you were saying. I'll have a, okay, I'm going to work on the screenplay. But I mean, before I do, let me check my emails. I'm like, well, I check my emails. Let me make sure nothing happened on Facebook. Yep. And then while I'm on Facebook, let me post something on Twitter. <laughs> and now I'm like, let me check the comments. And I'm like, let me Google. My, I haven't Googled myself in a while. <laughs> and like now two hours have passed. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. I'm well, going to That's why sleep. a lot of people are getting the, to have to write professionally, are getting the parental controls on their email and, and the internet. So you can have it shut off. You, I know a good friend of ours. Yeah, you're telling me uh, about that. Neil. Yeah. Neil uh. shuts his he had Dove do it, Dove, yeah. and so it automatically goes off at 9 o'clock, and it turns back on at 5.30. Yeah. If he has one waiting for an email, it comes in on his phone. Yeah. So he has access to it. The The book that really will help a lot of people, and you can get this on Amazon for like three bucks, is that The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and he talks about all that stuff, internet. The War. Right, the War of Art. Art. So just seeing whether or not he and these are his words. You want you want to be a plumbing supply operator. You aspire to do something and accomplish some goal, and as write a screenplay, you know work on stuff for your own hour for yourself. And if you um, read this way, it's all called resistance. Basically, is what you're fighting against. Your wife coming in and distracting you, asking you to do honey do stuff around the house, or with the internet, or whether it's your obsession with snacking or whatever it is, that's going to be a distraction. So you're going to sit down and write, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get some almonds. I feel like some almonds. And then you're going to go and know, on the internet, and I'll check my email. And then, like you said, you're off on this slippery slope of getting distracted, or your kids need to be picked up, and you get caught up with me. It's working around the house. I'm looking at a tree stump out in the backyard, and I'll go pull that up right now. And It's just stupid. I'm just distracting myself, and it's all called resistance. It's it's the, the force that you meet that is going to distract you from what you need to get done. Mm-hmm. But this guy, Stephen Pressfield, I think he wrote The Legend of Bagger Vance and the book and the screenplay. And um, he was able to come up with a system where at, he did all his business. And at 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., he wrote every single day without any distraction. That's it. And the guy is an accomplished author. And he's he's gotten a ton of stuff done. And yeah. so... Anyway, it's I I recommend it. I carry that book in my backpack, and you guys will both receive copies from me. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's the best thing I've ever uh, owned. But so uh, that'll help anybody really fight those distractions because that's what it is. I mean, it's like when you're trying to go to the gym mm-hmm. and you got your workout stuff on, and like oh, I'll just go to tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And then tonight becomes tomorrow. Yeah. I'll just go and I'll stay for an hour and a half tomorrow. Yeah. So it's it's all the excuses and the procrastination that you come up with, man. It just messes your ass up. Um, War of Art, ladies and gentlemen. Buy it. Read it. You see, you learn stuff on this show. We'll be back. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're, you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. Welcome back to Minivan Men. I'm Maz with Chris Spencer, Al Madrigal, and Jorge. 
Um, we are uh, talking about some stuff. What about when um, your wives uh, come up with things for you to do? Without asking you? Without asking you. They just make plans for you. Today I came home. There was three boys at my house. I was like, hey, where are you guys going? You're going to stay here with them while I take the girls to get their nails done. He's having a play date. I go, what about what I want to do? Well, what do you have to do? Things? Yeah. Well, uh, okay, until you figure out what you have to do, he just watched the boys, and then it ended up being five hours of this play date. You and the boys. I was pissed. <laughs> Does it work in reverse if you did that for her? Absolutely not. Yeah, forget I, it. I'm a, I'm a, I won't even try it. You know what I mean? Like, I have, you know, my my wife doesn't work. And so if I have a list of things that need to get done, she's really good about knocking them out. I mean, we both have lists for each other. Oh, that's a list. We're talking about surprises. Surprise. Surprise. No, I don't, I don't really shock her with anything like that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. How are you getting that? No, I didn't. I, didn't, I think Preetha inadvertently did um, where she, she goes, hey, I ordered a bookshelf from uh, Pottery Barn. I was like, cool. And she's like, yeah, it's going to fit on that whole wall in the garage. I was like, whole wall? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a big wall. And then I go, okay. And I don't think that's going to come in one piece. So I go, does that mean I got to You're trying to those 12 boxes outside. There's eight boxes outside. Huge. I go, I got to put that. She goes, And she goes, yeah, you know, you could, you could do it. I was like, and then I got, you know, I manned up for. I was like, "Yeah, I think I can do it." And then the UPS guy showed up with eight boxes, and I was like, "I'm not even gonna open up those boxes." What happened to Ma's the handyman we talked about? I'm calling the handyman. <laughs> I do little things. I can't do. I did. A, there's 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 a couple of uh, little toy box shelvy things here. I did that. I lowered the baby's crib today. This is an that's an Allen wrench job. <laughs> you just open. I put this up. kids. I put this my son's little uh, balance bicycle together. I've yeah. done a few things. I've done a few things. You know, a couple can, screws. I'm not messing with eight boxes, Al Madrigal. <laughs> Do you want why the? Uh, I have I have nice soft hands. <laughs> Pottery barn for kids. Please. No, I got a guy. I got a guy who's gonna come by and give me an. Estimate. I mean, if the guy comes in and says, you know, that's the other problem is when you the, when you get someone to do something like this. You're like, how much is it worth? Like, if he goes, like, I'm gonna give me a thousand bucks, I'm gonna be like, get the hell out of my house. No, he wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? But if he, you know, if he's like a hundred bucks or something, like, do it. You know? Yeah, I just had that guy in because I had to buy all the IKEA furniture for my New York place and went and bought, you know, two bunk beds. Yeah. And I was physically not there, or else I would have sat up with a couple of beers or a bottle of wine and taken care of it. Um, how much? Thirty-five bucks for the first hour, fifteen dollars for every hour after that. How many hours was it? I, I think they ended up giving them like a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks, beautiful. Of course. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I would do that in a second. I had a guy come, put the sound uh, uh, like a speaker system into the house. You know, like and it was you know pretty high end job. And I, I got a couple estimates. I you know I did the madrigal there, made sure I do it right. The guy did it, and then later on I wanted to kind of upgrade and put Apple TV on. And he came and he looked at it. And he's like, "Here's what you're gonna need." The estimate is like it was, it was about a grand to like put Apple TV and some wiring and some new wires and stuff like that. You're talking about wires in the walls. Wires in the walls. And so, but but it was the upgrade. I'll give you Apple TV. No, no, that's what I'm saying. The upgrade was a grand. And so after the upgrade, I was like, "Did he? Did he, all he do was just do one like wire and give me Apple TV? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I think he did more. <laughs> you hope he did more. I am not sure. Be honest." But I was like, you know, whatever. So that's the problem you run into. So your wife sometimes. Jerry, I got a guy. <laughs> I would, uh, I'm telling you, man, 
that it was like a hundred and fifty dollar job. Yeah. And I need to be consulted on this stuff before you make any of these moves. I I'll be calling you out, man. You paid a grand? For the no, for the not for the for the for the wiring stuff for the upgrade on the wiring. I think he did more than what just a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was it was some wire. Some did he serious, paint too? No, there's a, he gets into the walls, man, with wires. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do I look like I know that? I just oh, sounded right. Magic Madrigal. Did he, you have? Did he go under the house? Not the second. The first time he was all over the house. He was in the house. And it was cheaper. No, he put a whole system in. It was How that much was, was that? expensive. That was like eight grand. Oh, okay. That was like serious. No, don't say oh okay. No, I'm, what are you, I'm, 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 no, I'm laughing at him. No, 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 no. But no, no. Time out. No, 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 no. I, I did. I actually. I got a couple guys came. How much in. was the system? You're sitting with a sound man. Listen, okay. listen. That was no. Listen, I have. I have friends who've done a similar things. They were paying ten, twelve grand. I, I brought two guys in, and they both gave me that estimate. And it was a thing where part of it is, uh, you go. This is actually going to add value to the house as well. So when somebody comes in to buy the house, you go, look, it's got built-in speakers. You can play the music in the out in the back. You can play it in the bathroom. Look, how much was the system? I don't know. It all came to eight grand. I didn't, I didn't bring oh, it down. with the system? With everything. Yeah. All included. I didn't go buy the system and bring out oh, separate. Oh, I thought, okay. No, it was everything. So, I it wasn't know. just $8,000 of labor. That's what it sounded like. No, no, no. Eight grand no, for everything. I, I'm saying eight grand all in is still crazy because let's say you go to Bose and you buy one of their like twenty five hundred dollar systems. Right. You're telling me, and that's the nice. It's like my Bose system, Cinemate, <laughs> four hundred bucks. I don't know what you got out, Madrigal. <laughs> All I know is when you're sitting in my TV room. This happened just yesterday. I had the kids. My son was there with a couple of friends two days ago, and uh, you know that commenting on your audio quality. You know that. <laughs> you, know that you know that Diego th is amazing, Dad. <laughs> you know that. You know that THX. <laughs> You know that THX uh, yeah. little thing that runs where the guy goes, yeah. and you hear it on the different speakers right. in the movie theater? Yeah. You were hearing it on different speakers in my house. All right. Yeah. And I was like, kids, listen to that. And they were like, whatever. Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> I was like, listen to that. They're like, yeah, what, what the hell? <laughs> Those are oh, I got ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to start calling magic. So magic the thing girl. is, is that when you, when you got to call people in from outside neighborhoods and districts and not yeah. i'm just gonna keep hammering that in sure you you need to call in because um i was saying my handyman that guy per hour charges i've had friends in bel-air call these guys over because they're when people people's dollar signs light up in people's eyes when they drive up to these neighborhoods of course that's why i blindfold the handyman <laughs> yeah. when i have like him that. come over <laughs> meet me at the shell station <laughs> i'll give you the ride the rest of the way <laughs> put a hood over his head <laughs> Get a couple of Hezbollah guys to yeah, and tie his arm. You play some uh, Compton sound effects in the background. <laughs> this is a bad neighborhood. This house yeah, is hilarious. nice. That's a funny joke. <laughs> Get out the car, mother. <laughs> Get out the car. All right, this is a bad neighborhood. Just stay down. I need a good price on this. That's hilarious. Oh my what'd god. What'd you say? Get out the car, mother. Yeah. Is that, there's a carjacking going on. <laughs> Don't worry, just, just do your job real quickly. Get you out. Can, you want to be quick and cheap. <laughs> so I just I want everyone to learn from this. A lot of you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Make sure your husband or boyfriend, whatever, spouse, you get quotes, my friends, and also Pull them in. Don't be afraid that Angie's List is a good place to go, and you get to pay a little bit, I think, to become a member of it. Isn't that but for just, missing children? No. What's that called? <laughs> that is uh, Angie's List. Angie's List, another list for is missing like a Craigslist for service people. What's the What's the missing kids list? Isn't there a kid like 
Like something like that. I think it's called 86. <laughs> I don't know. This, there's a list for missing kids. I just want to make sure I don't. No, it's not the same list. Call up the wrong It's one. the same. Yeah. <laughs> Can you come fix my uh, TV? Cops show up. So <laughs> you need to uh, just research it. It's, it's Listen, awesome. I'm all for it. I'm all for research, but at a certain point, I just lose the patience because, especially when you get these guys coming in, that all the quotes are so close. I'm like, man, yeah, all these, I, I, all these guys. Well, are... Well, where are you getting the people in the first place? First of all, question. listen, I got two guys. It was funny. I got two guys, na- both named Mark, and they high fived as they were leaving <laughs> listen, your house. No, it worked. <laughs> listen, no, listen for the sound thing. Play three card money. No, for the sound thing, I got two guys named Mark, and the funny thing was the Mark I decided to go with. Uh, I I was calling. I was I t- decided to call that Mark that I was going to go with. And I was not going to call the other Mark because I was like, I don't need to call him back. He's already given me the estimate. We've talked. But I called the wrong Mark. Oh, my God. So he picked up. He's like, hey. He's like, are we on? I was like, oh, no. I was like, I just was calling you to let you know I'm still in the decision-making process. <laughs> I just want to give you a status update on where we're at, Mark. I swear um, to God. I told funny. my wife. I'm like, I called the wrong Mark. And the guy's like, oh, you call me when you're ready. I'm like, I'll be calling you. Yeah, I'll call you. Just to update. I'm going to call you once a day, every day, Mark, to let you know where we're going to be at. That's funny, man. Anyway, so uh, that's what you get. If your wife plans stuff for you, you may have to outsource. Well, the Chris, worst you should have gotten a babysitter. Eight, my wife is dropping parties on me and events. I don't, and I, with the people, I've already complained enough about baby friends and stuff like that, but I don't like being forced to go to an event. Yeah. Where I'm gonna have to answer 20 questions about stand-up comedy. Oh. So you're right. the comedian. Yeah. Where do you I work? walked into a party and I swear to God, right away took one step in. Drunk guy. Here he is, the funny guy. Oh no. Yeah. Nightmare. They always mix up the clubs. So you're at the comedy factory. Yeah, you're the comedy factory. Yeah. yeah exactly. The improv store, huh? That's yeah. owned by Jamie Shore, right? <laughs> no, that's Mitzi Masada. Um, you know, what's funny too is again, going back to us, us doing that to our wives, I've, I've had like weddings and parties and stuff. And then my wife will like that time of month will be coming around, whether it's there or it just went away or it's somewhere within something we need to talk about. But, but she, but then she uses, she a lot of times will go, uh, you know, I just don't feel, I'm not in the mood to go. I'm just not, I'm not, you know, clean and I got to go get whack. I got a lot of stuff to do. So she'll bow out. We can't bow out. Like you can't be like, "Hey, baby, I haven't shaved," and you know, I don't feel but the tie, I don't have the right tie. I'm not in the mood. I'm not coming to the event that you RSVP'd for. You gotta go. Yeah, my wife has put uh, back to the comedian thing, which is part of the same thing. She has set me up on two different occasions at the school where I've emceed or hosted or performed, and so the day leading the days leading up to it. All the parents. Hi, what are you going to do? Oh, boy. You're the comedian, right? Yeah, I heard about you. What do you got? It's like, oh, well, if you come that night, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Do you write your own material? <laughs> That's, <laughs> right? That's always a question yeah. you get. That is a question. Okay, here's one for you. Hey, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to use this. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, so the other day, and then let's, let me lay out the most boring story you've ever right. heard that I absolutely could not yeah. What do you use. think? Yeah. What do you think? Good, huh? huh? You can use my, it. You can use it. My friend actually goes to your, his kids go to your school, and he said he was at the event where you had to do stand-up, and he said that it was like everyone was kind of all over and not paying attention, and he said you went in the middle, right? Yes. And you, know, you just like, you kind of went a little vulgar and got him. 
I had, I had to figure out what is it going to make to say. That's to the one you wanted me to attention. do. The one that people weren't paying yes. attention. Oh, yeah. great! I didn't uh, think. It was outside. All, oh! of the, all the things we don't like as comedians. So mm. there's rules, everybody, for things that you should not wear. Shows should not exist. Outside. And that's outside during the day in front Party of kids. Party was going on. Dinner people, being served. Dinner was being everything people you could are think eating, of. Eating bar so in the was, back. There was an indoor part where people were eating, and there was an outdoor part where they had an auction, and then all of a sudden threw me up to the wolves. And then a dance floor in the middle. So there's a space between oh. the audience, there's a dance floor, and then there's me, and then there's people way back there. So being a pro and being, you know, having gone through this, I jumped on the dance floor and look at her dress. And oh, that's the, aren't these school fees crazy? And they had, a, had a bad word or two to make them turn their head, and then I had them. Do you talk about the school fees at these events? Like the, absolutely. Or any of the administrators there? Or absolutely. Is it just, and they laugh at it too. They're laughing. Cause that's like I'm new to my school and we got yeah you know, our they school have to fees. Laugh. I talked about the school. I talked about you know David Beckham goes to our school. Yeah, not anymore because he's going to France. Oh yes, he went to so, our school. So uh, um, and he's very pretty. He's the prettiest dude I've ever. I seen. you know I saw him in Toronto. We were actually at the same bar just coincidentally, and people were not checking it. Out. And uh, I felt like this is maybe me being it, but we there was a moment because there was not many people at the bar, right. and I walked in with a bunch of other comics. That were had done some stuff on television, right? And they they were there for the Major League Soccer All Star Game, and it was three guys, you know, David Beckham and two other guys. And I think there was a moment where David Beckham re recognized us from TV and of was course. like, "Hey, those are those guys." And he was sort of was looking over at us, and it was him. It wasn't me. Right. I wasn't looking at him. He's very attractive. Uh, but I, I'm saying that uh, he was. He no, was, you got to forget. What, you, what we forget is just normal. All guy. these people watch TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember one time, uh, this is going to sound like I'm name dropping. Eddie Murphy was telling me that Michael Jackson watches Comic View. Oh, wow. And he knows, you know, all these young comics. I'm like, Michael Jackson watches BET Comic View? He goes, no, Arsenio actually told me. But he watches Comic View. He's he downgraded. He's going to know he's who you are. Yeah. Story. No, but I, no, but <laughs> he's like, true. He's like, no. Actually, uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> Finest Henderson told me. That <laughs> That's what I was like. <laughs> Scruncho told me that it was actually Jermaine Jackson watches TV One. <laughs> That's hilarious. But well, yeah, you, gotta, you remember, they're famous, but they still, you know... They watch television. They watch sure. Comedy Central. They watch Showtime. Sure. Sure. They listen to this podcast. Eddie, write in. I've gotten out of um, so much school stuff. Also, they insulted me a little bit last year by suggesting that I intern... Or I shadow somebody that was doing the auction. What? Yeah, they said, "Why don't you know? Why, why don't we have him shadow?" And I said, "You realize I've been on the Tonight Show, <laughs> and I'm not shadowing anybody. There's some guy who owns, you know, whatever." For Christie's. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, um, no, it was a dad that was oh, doing it. Was a dad. It. I shadow a non-professional. Wow. And so I say, "Okay, there goes your shot at me ever doing your auction," and then. Uh, what else? Oh, there's a talent show that they have. Now I'm moving to New York. I get out all that stuff. I do the video for my school. Wait, talent show for the parents' Kids. talents? Well, oh. I think this dad was making it about him that okay. was doing it in the past. He had a big opening number. Oh, geez. But seriously. And so seeing the precedent that was set, seems like that bar is so low. I don't even want to step into it at this point. Yeah. But, and it was going on, you know, the problem with any school talent show, and I'm like, does your school have a talent show? Of course. Everybody thinks they're a little too talented. 
Parents, do us a favor. Your kid doesn't have it. <laughs> Please exclude him from that event. Um, talk some sense into him. Let's get him working the lights. Like put him behind funny. the scenes. I don't want to have to wait three hours for everybody who thinks they can sing get up and try to belt one out. It was a very annoying. Anyway, um, let, let's take a break. Well, I, let's take a break. I got some uh, emails. We'll come back and do emails. Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. We are back with Minivan Men, and uh, we're going to take uh, some of the emails and uh, that you guys have been sending us. You can email us at minivanmen at gmail.com. With any comments, questions, requests, criticisms, criticisms, donations, yeah. and people have, um, you know, we actually will have a donation button because it gets expensive. We only use the finest sound guy that yes. uh, we can. And you know, and he, you know, he's expensive because Moss found him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, let's see, if we, we gotta need a couple quotes on the sound guy. Yeah, yeah. Next. Time. All right. So, um, I did Watergate. but speaking of Moz and uh, do it yourself stuff, which is a subject you brought up a couple podcasts ago, uh, we got uh, Jason in Brooklyn who has loved the podcast. BK one all day. Yeah. One, one way that I consider whether or not to hire somebody for things that I'm capable of doing is to measure my time spent in hard dollars versus the cost of hiring somebody. This is something I do a lot. And he said, example, if I think of my time as $100 an hour for two hours, Hiring a handyman for a hundred bucks to do the same job, you value your time. So therefore, bringing somebody in rather than me sitting all day like an idiot for eight hours trying to put together IKEA stuff with an Allen wrench and getting it all wrong. Jason, um, I appreciate that, and, yeah. and and you just made you proved my point. <laughs> but eight thousand dollars for an audio system is magical. You don't know what I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Keep this in mind. It also is enjoyable to do some of the handiwork around my house. Just to break the monotony of my day to day. So he's that's where Moz is at. I always um, think about Larry King. I'm like, does Larry King do this stuff? He's or physically he... enabled. Yeah, he's old and he's eighty nine years and old. He's got a lot of money. So I'm like, if I could like again, exactly what it, I'm put. I'm reiterating Jason's words, which is, if you if you sit there and you go, you know what, man, it's gonna take me five you hours. Be thinking Larry King, you should be thinking Usher. <laughs> well, Usher, too, I'm sure Usher doesn't put bookshelves together. Usher. Can you imagine? He's like, turn on that song. Hammer the Allen wrench. He's like, and screw to the left, screw to the right. You think Prince puts his... He doesn't use a ladder. He just uses higher heels. Yeah. That's funny. Give me the big heels. Then they say there's a... What's it called? Elf shelf? Elf Elf shelf? Elf on a shelf. Elf on a shelf. Prince on a shelf. Uh, he listens to the kids. show. Be nice. Right. Oh, okay. Sorry, Prince. We have um, Luke uh, who writes talking about my what? iPad communication. Um, this kid's young too, but he says, "What's up, guys? I should start off by saying that I really enjoy listening to podcasts. Thank you very much. I listen to it on the bus to school every Monday morning." Um, Al raised the point that he was thinking about buying iPads for the kids for Christmas, which I ended up doing. 
Um, he'll be in New York doing the Daily Show. I think it's a great idea. I moved to the United States from the Netherlands a year and a half ago so I could go to college in America. At the time, I was only 15 years old. The kid's a genius. And me and my dad are very close. It was tough for me to leave him behind. And, yeah, you read that correctly. I was 15 when I went to college. Skipped a few classes in high school, and I'm 17 now. Anyway, we bought iPhones, so now we both have the iPad 2 and still talk to my dad every single day for at least a half hour, if not more. We're still very close because of this. And although I do miss the fact that he's not physically here with me, it's really great that I'm able to talk to him about whatever is on my mind. So I'm hoping that, again, uh, Luke, the same thing will happen by using FaceTime and Skype. I really am. i got to tell you guys, and we'll see uh, how this progresses. But... Pretty sad about leaving everybody. And of course. So, I mean, while I say, and I joke around about I'm not going to have the kids around to uh, hold me back, which is true. I'm going to be out working my ass off. And buff. Uh, and totally fit. Uh, but um, you can exchange, you can text unlimited. The main point of this whole email is Luke recommends you can also, there's a, a video and picture app called WhatsApp on the iPhone, which is pretty great to stay in touch. Um, he's not seen his dad for 18 months, and he's still in WhatsApp What's app instead day. of FaceTime? What's app? Because FaceTime I think, is annoying because if you don't have Wi-Fi... You need Wi-Fi for FaceTime, absolutely. And, and I, for WhatsApp? I have WhatsApp. You have WhatsApp, and it's good? It's a texting, and it's a, it's a phone. You could, do, you could see the face. No, no it's, it's all just, for sharing videos and pictures. Oh, text. I see. Okay, I see. that's good. Oh, we I can't mean, see each other. You know what else I was thinking about doing is I might pack up, and I have an older Xbox that I might need to get repaired. Maybe I'll just even get a new one. And um, my son plays, just started playing Madden. So maybe we can play Madden against. Is that trying to be too buddy buddy? No. Well, also, you know, awesome. Al, you're gonna have to find the you got you guys have to find the time. I I think the one thing that 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 you can do, and I, I don't know if the, it's it's the same for Luke, because well, New York to to Holland isn't that far of a flight, but. I'd worked. I worked in New York for one, like a four month, five month period. Uh, it was before the kids, and you know, a lot of times there was. You'd be surprised how many weekends you forget how many weekends come up that are like you know President's weekend and then such and such spring break. Uh, every single one of those, I'm going to have them out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're going to luckily going to be able to get them out and go back and forth. You'll be surprised how how often you get a chance to yeah. actually spend time. But it's together. even a like nightly thing. Sure. You know, it's like um, yeah. Um, so I'll keep you updated on that, how that's going. Also, I'm going to be skyping into the podcast. So again, forgive me for the. I think I'm getting the technical part down. But literally, in the apartment, a train will be going by, and that'll, that'll add to it, coast to coast. Um, one more question? One more question. Let's do one more. And then, um, yeah, this is from Tyler. He said, hey, I love the podcast. Bill Bear. Uh, Bill Bear. Bill Bear. <laughs> um, Bill Bear. Bill Bear. Hey, love the podcast. Bill Burr swears you have the best tactics on breaking up with a girl. I was hoping you could talk about that next podcast. And this is mine. I was telling him we were driving out to something, and I was telling him how I used to fire people. Um, and I've talked about this before. I've, I've fired a lot of people. If you're just listening for the first time, it's um, I had this job like up in the air with George Clooney where I had a can, a bunch of people, and I was... But we, we also were talking about, and this is very good to say, um, that job prepared me for dumping girls dumping girls and 
And that's that sounds harsh, but no, you got to dump girls. Girls got dirt. Girls dump you. Yeah, you dump the dump so girls. Girls got to be dumped. Some girls got to be dumped. <laughs> dumped. Dude, so what's your technique? What's I would your walk technique? up and say, "Guess who's getting ready to get dumped?" <laughs> what's no, your technique? I was just I would treat it like it was uh, a termination almost. I would say, you know, I would go over because when you fire somebody, you want to have all their stuff together. You want to know what they've got. And that's you know, if you're in a relationship. Like, like a gun? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, if you were firing somebody, if you anybody in your life. Right. Let's say you had an assistant that had been with you for two years. Right. They have a cubicle that's set up in your detached garage or whatever, and they've got stuff there. You want to know what they've got. So you have the appropriate size box to deal with the situation. So you so if give I was those dating, girls boxes? I was dating her. Laundry basket. <laughs> I, if, I was hey, dating, Jennifer, it's over. Here's your box. <laughs> I already I knew why the box. The box would actually do that. I would do it with a laundry basket because if you're dating a you know a girl that ends up putting a couple things over your t-shirts, some laundry, a towel, whatever it is, a purse, yeah. some makeup. I gather all that crap. I would throw it in a laundry basket. I would drive over to their house unexpectedly, knowing that they were there. I ring the doorbell. And I would stand in the laundry basket. Nice. And say, here you go. Yeah. I'm not, we're not going to do this anymore. Everything in here is clean. Everything oh, my here's all your stuff. God, this dude is. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. How do you magical. do that? I'm telling you, I fired over a thousand people, man. I mean, yeah, when but it you comes didn't to sleep with any of them. How many, yeah. girls have, how many girls have you have you had to dump? I did that about. Four or five times. You and took their stuff? Wow. I took their stuff to them about four or five times. Um, that was just either way. You're not coming over anymore. This is through. Usually I had somebody, something else lined up, so I was like fine with it. It's not like I'm just doing it to do it. And uh, I would have strung them along until I've never been else. broken up with. You? Mm, I don't think okay. I have been. I've had like, you know, like... I, there's been girls that like you would date and then like they would stop calling you yeah, or yeah, vice yeah. versa. That's but the easiest. Nobody's ever just... No one showed up with a laundry basket Nobody's outside my house. <laughs> oh my god, cigars for me! No, this is the stuff. Yeah. You my I'm telling you, the, the the whole firing people changed my life. So and when it comes, did you give to, them like a severance package too on yeah. the way out? Here's some chocolates. Here's and, some chocolates. Uh, some movie passes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would just do that, man. And then I would, um, when it comes to firing, if I have to let a gardener go, a nanny go, my I told you when my wife. Decided that she wanted to let the little old lady go. Yeah, I remember that. This is a long time. This is early on in the pines. And I said, You really ready to do this? Because I'll do it. So <laughs> <laughs> that- you you make this call because I'm going to look that woman in the eye and tell her that she's not coming around anymore and we're done. And I'm not gonna bat an eyelash. And I've done this a lot. And it's a very handy skill to have. It I mean, is. I have, have you the had opposite. To fire anybody? No, I have the opposite problem that I I have a tough time firing people, so I just hold on to them. I had a crazy nanny for a while, who started seeing tigers. In oh yeah, hallway. yeah. We talked about that. We talked about this, and I was just like, okay, um, just like please, uh, just you know, LT Gray, you keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we kept her. Have anyway. you ever can anybody? Have you ever like household help or anything? Like, assistant, writer's assistant, anybody in the I don't think I've ever had to fit one guy when I was at it. No, but I didn't have to do it. Nope, I've never done them physically myself. Yeah, it's it's a special skill to have. I don't like how excited you are about it. I'm not excited. I just know that there's an I've art got, to it. You have a different voice when you talked about it. Well, yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I am excited about it. But 
I you just have your own like fi- like Dexter, but a guy who fires people. You should executive produce every one of our shows if we ever if we ever get them. I mean, you're gonna have your own show to do, but it would be great to have you to be like, hey. Al wants to talk to you. Yeah. I like. I love <laughs> telling playbook. people how it is. I think this is exactly what we're gonna do. I mean, if we all agreed on terms of something, I think it's it's very easy to. This is another. I ended last episode with a little bit of a life lesson in terms of uh, New Year's and resolutions, but it, I think it's very easy. You set your terms properly in the beginning. You say when somebody's. This I learned from being an operations manager at this company where I had to fire people. You bring people on, this is a list of your responsibilities. You have them sign the bottom of it. And somebody, let's say you're hiring anybody. This works for every single position that you'd ever do. This is your job. Sign it. Date it. There you go. File in your desk. They screw that up. You bring that out. And you go, hey, I just want to talk to you about this again. This isn't happening, this part. Remember that part? So you need to, I just want to remind you that. You do that Verbal with your, you do that with like girlfriends too? Scribble on the back. <laughs> like, Remember listen. how we talked about that you were gonna chip in for dinners every now and then? Remember the sex that? part? Remember that sex part? Remember you're gonna do the thing? Yeah, with with, with your friend? Yeah. <laughs> uh let's hear right here in the contract. Right here. Uh you'll be getting a laundry basket soon. <laughs> so no, I like I like sit these are your expectations. This is your verbal warning. This is your written warning. <laughs> Boom, out. There you go. Remember, you don't do any of this stuff. I talked to you about it. So if anyone out there is thinking about breaking up with their girlfriends, (laughs) please try the laundry basket and then email us. Let us know what happened. Or just call Alan and he'll come break up with him. If you you. email me, I will seriously help you. You should have a website on how to break up with people. The Hatchet Man. The Hatchet Man. That's what somebody wanted to call my sitcom, The Hammer. The Hammer. Bring down the hammer. I'll dump your girl for you.com. Yeah. Hi. You dropped a bomb on me.org. I would seriously call people's girlfriends and break up with them for them. That would be, you know how hilarious that would be if you actually, <laughs> this is a great idea. This is a really this funny like idea. The opposite of hitch. People should call, <laughs> yeah, and you unhitch. just do, and you record the phone calls. Unhitch. Unhitch. There hey. you go. Hi. Done. How are you? We should write that. But I got to do it from, I got to figure out how to disguise. Hi, my this, is, this is Al Madrigal from unhitch.com. Hey, yeah, see, what's yeah. this about? Hi, Listen, you, haven't about heard, you haven't seen our commercials, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you snore, don't you? What? Who is what? That? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's the episode. Uh, Happy New Year! Last and, uh, one present here for a long time until I come back. So um, we're gonna miss you all. I know. I missed uh, being here. Let's take a picture. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, guys. Love you guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.